Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. It's going to be a huge show because not only do we have young Bo. What's up? But we also Indiscriminate have... age, Bo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll get it right one day. And we also have lovely Crystal. Hello. And special Hello. guest star, Maddie McNasty. Howdy, howdy, everyone. <laughs> Finally made it to the show. I was wondering what your nickname was going to be. He was going to get that. <laughs> it's got to be Maddie McNasty. <laughs> so young Matt, of course, joins us from ECN. So we've got two ECNers and two NCPs. It's like a crossover. Yeah, I think this is kind of just a cross show tonight. It's very, very cool. I dig it. It's very cool. It's great to have you on the show, Matty. Good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Such a southern gentleman. (laughs) To uh, be part of the the epicness of this episode, we're going to be covering quite a lot of stuff. So we've got, as usual, the news. And last episode, uh, last time I was on, on, on with Bo, just by accident, one of us did a film review and one of us did a comic review. And uh, I can listen back to it. I actually quite like how that works. We're going to make that a permanent feature. So instead of two of us doing a film review, uh, one of us will do a film review and the other one will do a comic review and we'll just swap it around. When uh, Yeah, I made, I made the executive decision. I decided, you know, I got together with a board meeting and uh, I had a chart and I decided that <laughs> this was the way, this was the direction of the podcast. And so <laughs> I went ahead and put that into action. It was a good idea, and we're going to go with it. It was good stuff. So, <laughs> a real go-getter. So for this episode, uh, I'll be doing a Popcorn Junkie, and Bo will be doing a From the Racks. Uh, I'll be doing I, Frankenstein, and Bo will be doing Punk Rock Jesus. Uh, we'll also then have um, a, a Channel Zero on the last episode of True Detective. Because oh my god, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, no! no. Matt, myself, and Crystal will be discussing the last episode of True Detective, and Bo will have to leave the room because he was too slack to watch it. And but Bo will then, of course, be talking about House of Cards, which none of us have seen <laughs> and have no interest in. But uh, it'd be, I'll be interested in hearing his opinions. Uh, our contest of champions, our beloved contest of champions for this episode, will be the Roadrunner versus the Predator, which meep, is <laughs> going to be hilarious. At least we'll see how it goes. And, of course, Azerothian Times. Now, for this uh, special special episode, we're also going to have an album review. So, young Matt is a musician, and uh, he's going to be... Now Matt's us. young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's one year older. <laughs> yeah. My birthday was yesterday, so I'm one year older. Yay. Uh, so, Matt's going to have a album review, which I'm very excited about. A bit, uh, a bit of diversity. Very cool. And I've actually heard of it, Heck yeah. too. I thought he was going to pick something I've never heard of. <laughs> and I was going to be sitting there going, what? But I've actually heard of it, so I'm cool with it. Sweet. Mm, we should have tried harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to dig up some stuff you've never heard of. I, like thought, it was gonna be some, I thought it was going to be some punk thing that I was going to be like, what? We're going to do Trio Escapes instead. There's yeah. no way he's heard of Trio Yeah, see, I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a jazz CD. You should check it out. Oh, well, there you go. Cool. Uh, so let's start off with Pop Culture News. Now, we've just got a, a couple of items, nothing too earth-shattering, but uh, I just wanted to mention them because I just felt, I found them interesting. We've got the Windows Phone uh, has developed an answer to Apple's Siri program, which is called Cortana, and uh, which is awesome. And, it's actually, and it is, of course, named after the character from the Halo games, um, and, even uses her, and even uses her voice. That's oh, that makes sense. I get, I get why, because of the Xbox. Yeah. Isn't it mad? Holy crap! It is so cool. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put that together yeah, until so, until just now. So what is cool? We 
we were checking it out a little bit. Now, does it talk back to you like Siri, or is it in text form, or is, yeah, you get the voice? Uh, they're, does they're it have actual voice? at the moment. It's currently in development. It's text. Um, it, it but says, they're but they're working on the voice version of it. It says this phone has performed an illegal operation and will be shut down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a verbal blue screen. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so they gotta so watch what you're ordering. <laughs> <laughs> so they're working. They're working on the voice thing, and it will. And it sounds like Cortana, the actual Cortana, which is uh, which is awesome. What I actually wanted to do, though, I wanted to actually have like an image of Cortana show up on the screen and talk to you, like it does in the game. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be cool. I want I want mine to be Otacon. I want to talk to Otacon, and it makes that little noise, like on Metal Gear Solid. And anytime it talked to me, I would crouch down behind something and go. Or just a, a box would just appear out of nowhere, and you'd hide underneath it. <laughs> Get under a box, yeah. yeah. And then people just some, somehow just ignore you, even though there's a box in the middle of a corridor. <laughs> And if you didn't know the number, uh, a question mark appears above your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what's what's interesting to me about this whole Cartana thing is, um, well, you know, recently Windows picked up a new CEO. Maybe I don't know. They got they got some new bigwig there. I don't know how all that stuff works. But yeah, um, he came from Nokia, who um, just released the Nokia X, which is an Android phone that has a Windows phone skin on it. And there's a lot of speculation going around right now, at least on, on in the U.S., that uh, Windows Phone may be kind of going under. They may be going the way of, of Android, but with Windows services. Mm. Oh. And, and I wonder if Cartana would be one of those one of those Windows services. Yeah, probably. I still want Otacon, though. Interesting. No, I, I prefer Cortana because she's hot. So it's uh, it'll be it'll be cool. Otacon's not bad. Uh, I mean, oh, for a little nerdy guy, he's all right. <laughs> he's got the long hair. It's probably got good skin. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's as long as it's not that uh, the the robot from um, the Portal games. What's what's she called? She's, uh, Gladys. Gladys. She just wants to kill you. Gladys, dude. <laughs> a, a, like they need like little downloadable packets for Siri the way they have for GPSs. Yeah. I would totally get a Gladys. She'd call you fat <laughs> and like stuff like that. Like that would be awesome. I love Gladys, dude. <laughs> she is awesome. She is bad. <laughs> She's so uh, insulting to you while you're playing the game. But anyway, so there's Cortana. Very exciting. Uh, the other news item is uh, has now since been officially debunked. But uh, there was a rumor going around for a while there where uh, Fox wanted to ditch the entire Fantastic Four crew and start again from scratch. Now, that's madness. I mean, Fantastic Four is. is less than six months away from the start of production. And they're not going to change that. And so... Yeah, I mean they're in a mad rush to sort of to get this out, and they just went to the bus stop and picked up four people. (laughs) Well, they've got they've got to get it out in order to keep copyright. So the idea that they would do that—it's not unheard of. Hollywood's done it before, but I just for this film, it's just too late now. It's just too close to the thing. And uh, the reason the reason this rumor came about is because it was either Bleeding Cool or one of the other ones. (laughs) They reckon they that the director himself was approached by one of his friends saying, hey, Fox has approached me, asking me to replace you. And there was like, so Josh was like... Oh, wow. Yeah, so Josh Trank was like, what the hell? So, uh, but Fox have, have said that that's, you know, it's all untrue and they're going ahead as planned and everything's cool. But, you know, I don't know. I think there's, a, there's, I think there's a, a bit of truth to it. I think they actually did put their feelers out to see if anybody would bite. And then when everybody said no, they were like, oh, well, we're going to have to go ahead with Josh Trank. Yeah, I hear you. 
But uh, it's, I mean, some of the, I mean, it's, the reason it's so believable is because the the backlash from this uh, Michael B. Jordan casting is uh, quite extensive. I mean, there's, this this project has been uh, under fire since the very beginning. I mean, no, there's a lot of people are not happy with the fact that Josh Trank is the one directing because he's only ever directed one other film and that was mediocre. And uh, although you know, I thought it was, I enjoyed it. Chronicle, remember Chronicle? Yeah, I think they're trying to give this a fresh start. Yeah, they they probably should have a more vetted director. Yeah, I agree. And and the Michael B. Jordan casting, you know, like we've said in the previous episode, it just doesn't make any bloody sense. So it's it, it's weird. I understand. I'm okay with it though. I understand why it doesn't make any sense. But I think I think they could go the route of well, the dynamic is the same. The two characters act the same to each other. But they just never, they just never tell us whether they're brother or sister or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, in real life situations, these sort of, I mean, a, a black brother and a white sister exist. I mean, they they could be adopted, yeah. they could be, you know, separate fathers or whatever. It really, it's it's really not important in the grand scheme of things. I just, I just find it unnecessary. It's just, it's it's, it's it, a shoehorned it piece of political correctness that just doesn't need to happen. Because of it, you assume that they're going to like make it a part of the story somehow. Like now, there's a love triangle yeah. uh, where there wasn't one, you know. Because yeah. if they're not related, then there could be. Fantasy Four, it's going ahead, and uh, they've got Fox. Have got big plans. I mean, they've got the rights to X Men, and so uh, apparently after this Fantasy Four movie, and after the next X Men movie, Days of Future Past, they're going to do a crossover movie. So yeah, I read about that. That's, that's crazy. I, I read specifically Wolverine, though. Huh. I don't know if it's going to be the whole team of X Men or just Wolverine. I don't know. Right. Oh, really? Hmm. No, I read. Yeah, I, well, I was. I read the two teams. It was really. Yeah. So there you that go. would that would be better. That would make more sense, you know. Yeah. Just Wolverine. What good does that do? <laughs> he just he kills them <laughs> all, and that's it. <laughs> hey, don't, don't be knocking the Wolverine. I don't. I don't need it. All right. So I love Wolverine, and and they can do what they want to him in the comics. But as far as the movies go. I don't need any more, like, PTSD Wolverine. You nah. know what I mean? Like, they need to move on from that. I'm with you. He's waking up in the middle of the night, shooting his claws out and screaming, Oh, it hurts so bad. I'm over it. <laughs> it hurts so good. I'm over it. Man up, Wolverine. Man up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, it's huge, it's huge. Australia's own Hugh Jackman, so we love him. That's, that's you know, that's, stop picking up Wolverine. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now, well, that's it for the news, so let's move on to... Popcorn Junkies! So like I said at the start, Popcorn Junkies is just going to be myself, and I'll be looking at I, Frankenstein. Uh, it's directed yeah. by Stuart Beattie, um, also written by Stuart Beattie, who did the screenplay in conjunction with Kevin Griveaux. Um, and people would know Kevin from uh, the Underworld movies. Is, and is the title a I Robot reference? Is, it, is that what it meant, it's meant to be? No, I don't know. Who knows? You'd have to ask Stuart Beattie that, I suppose. And uh, I was Stuart, wondering about that. Is mm-hmm. is there any reference in the title, or is it just called that to try to be hip? I don't. I don't know. I think he's just trying mm-hmm. to be hip. Uh, so Stuart Beattie, uh, Australian listeners will know because he is Australian. Australia's own Stuart Beattie. Uh, he's uh, he's done quite a lot of um, screenplay work. Uh, most notably, I'd say probably Collateral, uh, which is quite cool. Uh, yeah. But as a director, this is actually his second effort. His first was um, Tomorrow When the War Begins, 
uh, or War Began or whatever the thing's called. Of the John Marston series. Yeah, yeah, that series, which um, was pretty ordinary, i got to tell you. It's basically just a Red Red Dawn rip-off, an Australian Red Dawn rip-off. So. so, yeah, so this is his second feature. It stars Aaron Eckhart, who I'm a big fan of, so I'm always ready to watch anything he's in. Uh, Yvonne, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he is very cool. Um, uh, Yvonne Stravosky, uh, who people would know from Chuck. Uh, Miranda Otto. Australia's own. Australia's own. Uh, Bill Nye. Uh, and unfortunately... The science guy? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the science Damn. guy. The English Bill Nye. No, the English actor Bill Nye. <laughs> they 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 have a, a sign a guy that does science shows called Bill Nye, but it's spelled N Y E. Oh, <laughs> science guy! I've never put that connected. But I've never connected that before. No, no, no. Spelt, the, the, sounds the same, spelt differently. Yeah, there's the awesome Bill Nye, um, and unfortunately, unfortunately, it also has Jay Co- Jai Courtney in it. Uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine, and uh, the, well, he was basically defending Jai Courtney because I because I bagged him. Because he's terrible, and uh, he's like, "Oh, well, I don't think he was bad in Die Hard Five. I think it was just a bad film, and he just did. He was an okay sort of deal." And I, at the time, I agreed. I was like, "Oh, yeah, probably you're right." But after seeing this, no, you're wrong. Jai Courtney sucks. <laughs> um, anyway, so I Frankenstein deals with the story of uh, Frankenstein's monster. Essentially, it starts at this. The beginning of the film is the end of what everybody knows of the Frankenstein story. Um, the the monster kills Frankenstein's wife and then Frankenstein himself dies in, uh, of hypothermia while pursuing the monster. It's like immediately after burying Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein gets attacked by uh, what look like vampires, but are actually turned out to be demons. And um, he gets saved by a group of gargoyles. And that introduces you to the <laughs> mythology of the world. But it's it's instead of vampires versus uh, werewolves, it's actually now gargoyles who are the, the good guys, surprisingly enough. Um, versus the demons. So and it's switched over from science fiction to horror fantasy. Yeah, it turns into one of those. It turns into the, you know that super hyper hip horror fantasy type super stuff. They don't wear glitter or anything. No, there's no. They don't. They don't. They don't. They glitter. don't sparkle. They don't sparkle. No, thank God they don't sparkle. <laughs> it, it makes sense mythologically that gargoyles would be versus demons because uh, I mean gargoyles are actually meant to protect the household against demons. Uh, a lot of people mistake gargoyles as being demonic themselves, but they're actually not. So in that sense, I, I, at first I was, I was like, well, this is a pretty cool idea. I mean, this, this is, you know, hardly ever done. But, Did you ever see gar- Gargoyles, the cartoon? Yeah, I was, yeah. Never, I was never really a fan. I only ever watched it because um, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis play, did voices. So right. they were the only reason I ever watched it. I wasn't really that big of a fan. Did you? Well, yeah, I watched it when I was uh, a kid, but I, w- I was wondering, weren't they, uh, weren't the gargoyles uh, good guys in the cartoon? They were indeed. Yeah. 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 Thanks for pointing that out, Matt. That was awesome. This is why we have you on the show. <laughs> I thought it was because of my striking good looks, but no one can see that. Well, no one can yeah. see that, so. <laughs> it transcends the audio. So, so, yeah, course, so then uh, they, they try to recruit, being um, uh, supernaturally enhanced, uh, the demons want the Frankenstein monster who later gets called Adam. He gets christened Adam by Miranda Otto's character. Um, so they want Adam for uh, undisclosed reasons at the start, which then becomes clearer later on. Uh, but essentially it's because they want to, they basically want to uh, reverse engineer him and discover how Frank, Dr. Frankenstein did what he did so they can make more of him because he has no soul. It makes it easier for demons to possess the body. So they basically they to have a whole bunch of, Frankenstein monsters that are also demonic possessed, so they'd be an unstoppable force, and they can then take over the world. Mm. 
Um, Seriously? Yeah, terrible. Terrible. Um, so well, then the, no, here's the thing. Go ahead and finish your review. I got something yeah. to put in at the end. Uh, so then, uh, so the but the, so the gargoyles, of course, who are the army, they're fighting against the demons. They want to recruit uh, Adam in order to help them fight the demons and also keep him out of the demons' hands. Uh, but being an, uh, a, a surly, arrogant uh, dude, he uh, decides he doesn't want to join either side, and so he goes off and hides for 200 years, conveniently enough, so that he can then bring him up into modern day. He then uh, gets caught back, brought back into the into the conflict, and then, you know, it's gargoyles versus demons at, at the end of the movie. It's I mean, that's, that's basically all, all there is to it, and I, I, mean, I don't want to say any more about the plot, not because I don't want to spoil it for you, but just because that is basically the plot. It's very, very simple, by-the-numbers, horror fantasy-type stuff in the vein of, you know, of Underworld, which, you know, Underworld, actually, the, the first Underworld I, I quite enjoy, actually, but uh, it gets, you know, increasingly silly as it goes on, and, you know, this one is silly right from the very start. Uh, right. The acting is uh, atrocious. Uh, even even the, <laughs> even the excellent Bill Nye, who I'm a big fan of, is he's just phoning it in. He's just obviously just paying the bills. Um, but the biggest letdown for this film is is the special effects. I mean, the acting's terrible. The story's te- abs- the story is definitely the worst part. Uh, but the so big- how is it compared to like Sharknado? <laughs> well, Sharknado is at least funny bad, whereas this is just boring bad. Oh no, that's yeah. no good. I mean, a dude jumping into a shark with a chainsaw—that's funny. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> a massive a massive fight between demons and gargoyles. Where you can't actually see what's going on, that's not funny. That's just boring. Yeah, I feel you. But, uh, you but the special effects—they've got—they've got the gargoyles themselves. When the gargoyles transform from the gargoyles to the human warriors, that looks pretty cool. But everything else—I mean, I, and I mean everything else—is terrible. It's just so CGI saturated that it's just just not worth the time. Especially the effect of the demons getting—they actually have a specific term for it. It's descending so whenever you descend a demon is when you kill it and it's the demonic part of it leaves the human shell and and goes back huh. down to hell which sounds like a cool idea but it's not right. because they overdo it so if it just if it was just um because basically they they manifest in like a fiery fireball and then the fire fireball sort of flies around the sky and then goes down into the ground if it just simply just came out of the body and went down in the ground i'd be okay with it but because you've got this massive fight where it's like 50 people fighting and then, you know, these demons keep getting descended, it's just fireballs everywhere. So you actually can't see what the <laughs> hell's going on. All you can see is fireballs. And That's since crazy. they're bad CGI fireballs, it's not a very interesting experience. So the fight scenes yeah. were the worst. Um, it was very, very disappointing. Uh, and especially because, you know, the main gargoyle is Jay Courtney and he's just terrible. I don't they should have got demons that can create real fireballs. Yeah. And uh, and the gargoyles themselves just look terrible, especially when Miranda Otto turns into a gargoyle herself because she's only see her as her in her human aspect for most of the film until the end, and then you see her in a gargoyle aspect. And god damn, it looks terrible. I mean, it's, oh, <laughs> it's just asylum level of crap. But uh, on a plus side, I'll, I'll give it I'll give it a couple of pluses. I mean, I'm not going to give it zero out of five. Um, I'll, I'll give it one out of five because one, like I said, the gargoyles transforming into humans do look cool. Um, the human aspect of the gar- of the gargoyles when they're f- where you know they've got their like their cool weapons and stuff that looks kind of cool as well. Um, but the number one reason for why this film is not total rubbish is because it was filmed in Melbourne, Australia. 
So, oh, uh, street cred! Oh, wow. it, it, so it's got it's got it's got Melbourne street cred, which is awesome because you even you see uh, the characters jump on a tram. Uh, you see Adam fall through a hole and land on top of one of our old school trains, and he's sitting on these trains. And, so, um, right. and what was even more exciting as a, as a Melbourneian myself it was uh, the building that the bad guys uh, are meant to be in is actually the front of the Melbourne Gallery, which has this awesome nice. effect of the front walls are actually glass, and it has water trickling down the glass. And it just looks magnificent okay. anyway. But when you combine it with, you know, a nighttime shot with, you know, people on one side talking to people on the other side, it just looks magnificent. It was the, the perfect choice. And uh, whoever chose that location for that scene is a legend. Um, so it had, that's, it had a hell of cool, cool sort of features like that. So we're walking through Melbourne's back streets and stuff like that. But uh, that's the only thing. That's the only reason it gets one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I Frankenstein avoid I actually saw quite a few films in the last couple of days and uh, funnily enough this was the worst like uh, one of the other films I saw was 47 Ronin which I thought was going to be the worst but this was actually worse than that so that'll give you an idea of how bad it is I have two things to point out so I'm glad Matt brought up the uh, Sharknado thing yeah. because like Sharknado is meant to be a bad movie it's not taking itself seriously um, the second thing I want to point out, yep. and this is what my outburst was during your review. Okay, your um, outburst. <laughs> the storyline is almost pulled from War of the Undead, uh, a 2007 comic series by Walter Flanagan, where um, only it has Nazis instead of uh, instead of uh, demons. But right. uh, the Nazis uh, are using Wolfman, Count Dracula, um, and they're they're trying to. Um, they're trying to steal the body of Frankenstein because he's the only soulless body on the planet. That's crazy. And they're, they're using it for some sort of, you know, where they want to put like a demon into his body and to help them kill the, the American allies. So there you go. So not only, <laughs> not only is it boring, it's actually a complete ripoff. <laughs> they should sue. I mean, War Flanagan should sue. Yeah, War of the Undead so obscure that it might just be coincidence, but it's pretty similar. If only it had Nazis, it's pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> well, the demons are kind of Nazi-like, so I guess it is. It's a complete ripoff. Let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it here. It is a ripoff. Was it Nazis on the main bed? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, Nazi, well, see, they, they, there again, at least, at least uh, Nazis on the moon or whatever that film was actually called, Iron Sky. Yeah. At least that was funny bad. This is right, yeah. Actually, it was. I think it's interesting how you can have something that's good, awful, and like bad, bad awful. awful. Like, yeah, oh, I, you, I'm a big fan of good, of, of good, awful. I, 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 yeah, it's probably my favorite type of movie. Actually, it it is yeah. his favorite type of movie, and they're not always good, awful. I don't know if I said this on the episode where I reviewed um, the best worst movie ever made, mm-hmm. um, but. There was this re- review of Troll Two that kind of like you know kind of embodies this. Um, they said that Troll Two was a movie that was similar to if aliens had picked up broadcasts from Earth and they watched them and then tried to make a movie <laughs> like we watch. That would be Troll Two. Let <laughs> that soak in your noodle. I think that's good bad. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's enough for Popcorn Junkies. Let's move on to From the Racks, and we've got Bo with Punk Rock Jesus. All right, so uh, I wanted to pick a comic. Honestly, I haven't read a whole lot of comics this year. I made the commitment to switch to all digital so I wouldn't have physical comics. 
and that just turned into me quitting reading comics by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the one, and, and I didn't want to pick like you know for from the rack. I don't want to pick like you know Captain America or yeah. Amazing Spider Man. I don't want to. I don't want to pick something that everybody's read. So uh, I was thinking the last really good indie book that I remember is um, Punk Rock Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's a nice six issue run. You can pick it up now and trade. And it's not like you have to continue reading it. It's just a nice, you know, bottle story that you can buy and check out. It's a it's a really good book. It's the premise of it is they're uh, genetically impregnating a girl named Mary, and they're basically trying to recreate the birth of Jesus through yeah. medical science. Yeah, they are successful. And um, there's uh, one of the main characters of the book is like uh, the bodyguard of, guard of Mary, and um, he's just sort of because you know. In the story, in the town that this is taking place in, you know, there's uh, there's like one group of people that, you know, just think it's a blasphemy and they're protesting it. And, you know, they're just, you know, they want to kill Mary um, or, or maybe they don't. There's a fringe of that group that want to kill Mary. And so they have a bodyguard that, you know, and, and the bodyguard, he seems to have a past and he kind of like is protecting Mary um, because he almost has faith in that, that protecting the baby Jesus um, will help him, like, you know, tone for his past. And so yeah. throughout the story, you're kind of getting bits and pieces of his past along with, um, you know, the story that's taking place, you know, in current time with um, with the new baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it just sounds so bizarre to say that. You it know does what I mean? sound bizarre, but it's a good read. <laughs> it, it's a breath of fresh air as far as a comic is concerned. And it's not, and, you know, I, I grew up, I'm not today, like, really evangelical or anything, but I grew up in a household. And... Um, I didn't find it offensive at all. I grew up in a household too, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't find it offensive at all. I feel like that if you if you saw the title of the book and you saw like some of the covers and you never read into it and you never you made up your own idea of what the book is, yeah. you may think it's offensive. I don't know. When I first but saw not. the cover, I was like, "Oh, this must be a new way for people to get younger people into Christianity." You thought it was like a new way, yeah. Oh, I see. Well, actually, it's not I, that was, I was even slightly different. I actually didn't real. I didn't know that it was Jesus himself. I thought it was a kid called Jesus who was rebelling against his sort of his name to become a punk rocker. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Have you? <laughs> I mean, that was just based on the cover. I mean, I've read. It. I've read it now, obviously. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, have you read it? Because yeah, it's it's they're totally trying to genetically, they're like they're trying to recreate the birth of Jesus. Definitely. Yeah, and, 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 the, and he does actually the, rebel. Yeah. Yeah, and and the you know the story is like even if they can genetically do this, does that mean that he's gonna have special powers? Does that make him Jesus just because he was yeah. born from a virgin? And and you know there's just well, no, he's created he's the, created with the DNA of Jesus supposedly. Yeah, that's oh, the that's thing. right. They got it from the shroud of yeah. Turin. Or, or yeah. Oh, I forgot about. So it that is part. actually yeah. it is actually yeah. the scientific creation of the second coming of christ right but then but then there's the whole there's the whole like well jesus christ the person was his body just a body yeah you know like just just because you come from his dna which there are you know like i mean there is a lineage there right i guess i don't know well supposedly if you, if you believe the story that if he, he yeah that's he has, what i was about to say if you believe it yeah, he has yeah a, there's there's different lines of thought Dan brown yeah, and he has a he has a lineage that can de- continues to this day. Well, especially if you've read Preacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, this is yeah. So they they're basically their hope was that not that he would return as the savior, but basically what they yeah. want is to create a superhuman being. Oh, I forgot about the whole like they have like a reality TV show kind yeah. of thing yeah, going yeah. on too. Like uh, 
but it's like people can watch, uh, you know, Mary and taking care of the baby and everything. And yeah, I really like that too because it really says something about like, you know, in America right now, and it's probably this way everywhere. <laughs> that's kind of a westernized world. Um, we would rather watch other people live their lives on TV oh, for sure than yeah. than live ours. You know, and, and that's kind of like what television is. You know, like right now, there's 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 we have great shows like True Detective and and um, uh, Breaking Bad, but you know, most shows that come on TV, you're Reality. watching the Kardashians, yeah. you know, like you're, and if they ever did this, if they ever really did try to recreate the birth of Christ, it would totally be a reality TV show. Yeah. Totally. And I, I really like that. The, the, the comic is a commentary on so much more things than just religion. And if you're scared to read the book because you think it's a going to be just like a Christian fest and it's going to try to lead people to Christ and they ought to sell it at, at a, you know, Christian bookstores. Then loosen up. It's not that at all. <laughs> it's nowhere near that. And if you're on the other end, like I was originally, and thinking it might be, you know, blasphemous or offensive, it's not that either. It is. It's a really. Up. It's a really <laughs> good story. It's a really good story, and you should you should definitely loosen up and try it out. Yeah. Um, and as far as the artwork goes, so that's the cool thing about doing uh, from the rack reviews is we mm-hmm. talk about the art of it. The art is amazing. It is. I like the way the panels are set up too. And uh, yeah, all the layouts are awesome. Exactly. I love it in black and white. Yeah. Uh, what's the artist's name, David? Sean Murphy. There's a picture of him on the back, and actually, the main character—it could be just me—the main character on the front cover looks like him. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, show his head and give him a mohawk. Yeah, well, I don't know. All, of, all of my characters it, look like me. It's so. actually—it's actually written, <laughs> written and and drawn by Sean Murphy. That's awesome. So Sean Murphy also did Wake right after this. Yeah, and yeah it's in, he also did it's in um, color. Joe the Barbarian and, ha- and some some Hellblazer as well. Yeah, well, I don't. Wake is in color, yeah. and it looks the art style is very similar to the way it is in Punk Rock Jesus. Only I prefer it black and white. I think Wake, Wake looks amazing. They have this kind of washed out color where it's not exactly you know popping out at you. It's, right. it's kind of washed out, and I, I definitely think that works better than regular you know just bright color. Um, but for this guy's style with heavy inking, heavy darks and stuff. It's 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 definitely better in black and white. I think I really like it a lot, and I definitely give Punk Rock Jesus a read. Uh, I give it a four out of five. Luke's cool. good story. All right. I was gonna say the uh, the black and white. I think also uh, goes goes along with the uh, the edgy feel of the book. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's kind it's a of gritty, very indie, very yeah, you know, kind of in your face. It's like I don't know. That's why I feel about it. Good book for sure. Cool. Uh, next up, we've got young Matt with his album review. Heck yeah. This is what, I, I basically, I didn't really know what I was going to review, but uh, I just went and looked through what I've been listening to a lot lately, and I've been listening to uh, this, uh, it's an EP, I believe it has five songs on it, it's called Psycho White, and what it is, it's uh, rapper Yellow Wolf and uh drummer travis parker from blink 182 they've done a mashup and there's a few other artists that are on the ep as well but it's basically uh like a hip-hop meets um very punk influence because of the drumming style from travis but it's uh it's really cool i've been enjoying it. it has some some reggae type stuff in there too uh and i think the reason i enjoy it a lot is because i'm a drummer and uh I've always searched for music that, you know, I can easily 
get into with the drum kit and usually if i'm listening to music i'm trying to listen things that i can uh that i can blast out on the drums you know what i mean yeah but Mm -hmm. it's a cool album i love his flow he's got this really dynamic flow with his vocals and of course travis is an animal on the drums but it's produced really well it has some good lyrics and uh it's badass, but it was it was released uh, in 2012, so it's not a, a newer thing, but it, it's definitely something you should definitely check out if you're into hip hop or anything in that realm. I'm not a big hip hop or like guy. the punk rock realm. Like yeah, it's, it's either not, one. Yeah, it's not like a gangster rap style. You know? Yeah. Like, I, when I explain it to people, I'm like, honestly, it's kind of white trashy. If you're a little white <laughs> trashy, you'll like it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just white trashy enough that makes it great you know? <laughs> but yeah cool stuff man that's uh that's what i've that's what i've been into so psycho white psycho white by uh yellow wolf and travis parker awesome that was short and sweet and to the point it was very cool whatever stuff do you like listening to mostly man i tell you I've, i used to be in a lot of heavy stuff but uh it seems like the older i get the more i've been relaxing and I've 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 made this transition over the past few years, going from uh, like black metal and yeah. and hardcore and things like that, really heavy stuff, uh, moving over to acoustic bass, folkier stuff. I've been listening to uh, things like Alan Stone. That's more of like an R and B acoustic bass music. And then uh, I've been listening to things like uh, a lot of older stuff. I'm big into classic rock too, of course, like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. All the greats like that. That's that's what I'm listening to all the time. That never yeah. goes away. That never changes. Me and Matt both kind of we we're musician backgrounds. We played in bands together. Yeah, four or five times now for a year. I mean, pretty much our whole and, friendship has been based around playing music together. And like literally right now, we're playing in a bluegrass band that's that's going pop, and we're also playing in a um, hardcore metal band that yeah. is kind of going the way of, of punk rock. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have very eclectic tastes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but I think that's part of being a musician, and and the only way to to grow as a musician is to open yourself up to a lot of different things other than just one thing. You can't you can't expect expect to be a master of your craft if you're just concentrating on one part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how many things does that apply to? You know, everything. Yeah. Like uh, you can't just read superhero comics. Yeah. I mean, you know. You gotta pick up a punk rock Jesus every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was a very interesting way to put, put it all around. Very cool. So if anyone's wondering, I don't actually have a review because originally it wasn't meant to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We were meant to record yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, it was my birthday. I had to get. Uh, I had to get inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> my review is on Matt's inebriation. <laughs> Yeah, I started a little earlier than expected, and I didn't quit until later than expected. So. <laughs> but I guess that's usually how partying happens. It's until you passed out. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. That was awesome. That was very, very cool. Um, I say the word awesome a lot, so I'm trying to cut back. I'm on a patch, <laughs> an awesome patch. Let's move on to Channel Zero. She watched Channel Zero. Uh, that's, uh, we won't we won't spend too too long on Channel Zero, otherwise this episode is going to go too far. But uh, I do 
we do have spoken about uh, True Detective quite a lot, and I know you guys have as well. So I do want to mention the fact that we have that Crystal and I have now seen the whole series. Um, I, it, when we first talked about it in the, the our previous episode, I didn't want to give it a rating because we hadn't seen the last episode yet. But now we have, so now I want to give it a rating and I want to chat about it. But since Bo has not yet seen it... All right, I'm taking the headphones off. Yeah, get yeah. out of here, dude. <laughs> I might just take the headphones off. And then yeah, just take the headphones off. I could just try to. I could try to interject. You know, comments, yes and no, whenever I think they're appropriate. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, All right. The, the headphones have been removed. So when we were talking about, um, we were talking about how uh, basically just how good True Detective was um, as, as a bit of a recap, and uh, it's uh, Matthew McConaughey's, you know, return to the, the acting world in triumph. It's it's. Uh, the the what is it the reconnaissance 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 and uh, this yeah. is a this is a perfect example of it. He just it's just a magnificent role and uh, a magnificent acting performance. Magnificent reconnaissance. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might even say it's awesome. It's a, but uh, and uh, Woody Harrelson as well. And and uh, I did mention that I didn't I I wasn't quite as excited about it as um, quite a lot of other reviewers were. I mean it is it is it is a testament to good TV, but. Uh, um, it wasn't that good. Uh, and I also mentioned that uh, Kristen and I had it figured out from the second episode. And uh, I was when we saw the last episode, I was hoping that we were wrong. <laughs> but it turns out that we weren't. We were exactly completely right. Spot and on. and uh, it was kind of a disappointment, I've got to admit. I didn't find it disappointing. I found it satisfying. Mm. You're satisfied that you were right? Yeah. <laughs> See, I find it disappointing because <laughs> I... I, mean, I shouldn't have a show picked out from the from the second episode. I mean, really. Um, but we did see well, that. You got to quit being so brilliant. That's the oh, thing. is that what it is? Thank you, Matt. See, yeah. you can, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> I'll stroke you guys' ego anytime you need it. Don't <laughs> thanks, worry. Thanks, dude. Uh, so, um, so we did say so we did see the final episode, and uh, there's a bit of controversy in about it in online, and uh, I can understand why it's because the main series itself builds up to a. Quite a mystery that kind of uh, sort of peters out towards the end there. Um, and I want to I try and keep this spoiler, spoiler free, uh, but in a nutshell, you'd find out who the murderer is first. I mean, the, the murder of the of the girl from the first episode. But then there's of course right. there's, there's a you know as all these things do when they go into this sort of gothic territory, there's a conspiracy. It has some very powerful scenes based around a videotape, uh, which again I don't want to spoil for you, but it's just I mean. Woody Harrelson's reaction to it is quite impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you, you uh, don't need to see it to know what's on. Yeah, you don't need to see it. It's uh, it's pretty bad. But um, so so the re- the reveal of the murder himself is is done, and uh, and like I said, we we already picked it. That it's in itself was actually pretty cool. It's quite a powerful scene, I thought. Uh, the, but my kind of disappointment with it was that it doesn't end there. It basically then continues on with a bit of an epilogue, and the way the epilogue is done. I, I think sort of detracts from the brilliance of the show. I think in, because it then makes the end of it quite ambiguous. I disagree. I like the epilogue. Oh, cool. Well, but I, I, I'm a big fan of epilogues. I like. I don't like leaving something just to, like yes, the story's finished, so that you, you end it. I like to have it carry on a little bit, so you see a little bit of the after. Yeah, but what about? Right. But there's there's two there's two epilogues, right? There's a there's an A plot and a B plot, and the A the A plot, which is the murder mystery around it is is sold with a voiceover from huh. a, from a from a TV station, and I just think that's that's a disservice to everybody who's it been is, watching it. It you is a little I mean? strange. Yeah, 
I got the, the like the the murder seemed to be solved by the two detectives. I didn't see. I don't get that the, it was the reveal from the the voiceover. You've got you've got the the initial murder right, and so you've got that guy who's been serial killing people. Mm. You've also got the conspiracy of the family, mm. the family who's in charge of everything. Well, yeah, because we knew all of that stuff. We it just that the voiceover was just there to tie it together at the end. It wasn't ever like, it wasn't actually a reveal. So they don't they they just solved this one this one murderer. But then they don't actually get a chance to go off and tackle any of the others. Yeah, but does that leave leeway for season two? See, that's an interesting point. Matt, what do you reckon? Mm-hmm. I could see from both sides. But uh, for me, I guess it, it's there's two sides to the coin, you know. Um, it depends on how the story is laid out, really, to justify either way. I'd say some stories would be better just to cut it off, cut and dry, and then... And then others, if they're told a different way, it might be better to have a little bit extra to follow into the next season. But I guess it really comes down to preference from listening to you guys talk about it. It's it's uh, it's just really, you know, what you're into. And I guess certain people would figure out um, certain parts of the story earlier, like you did, uh, compared to other people that don't pick up on things as easy. So I guess it's how how intently you watch the the show. And how did you find the ending? Were you satisfied? Well, you know, I'm kind of more of a cut and dry guy too, so I, I, I think it would have been better that way. But you know, I'm 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 game either way. I'm pretty easy to satisfy. And what did, what did you think of the B the the B plot resolution with Woody and and uh, Matthew's sort of conversation out in the car park of the of the of the hospital? I don't know. I like I liked it uh, either way. It could go either way for me. I'm mm. I'm kind of on the fence about it. I was happy that they 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 made friends and yeah they're probably the, the clo- they're probably the, make the closest friends that they're ever going to have in their lives. Overall, were you happy with how the series ended? I was. I mean, I'm I, I was good with it. I think, uh, like I said earlier, though, I guess it just comes down to the person and what you, you enjoy more. But I, I think it was good that way. Yeah, I cool. agree. You agree? Mm. Awesome. No, well, I found it uh, a bit of a letdown, and uh, and I'm not too sure whether it was because it didn't do what I expected it to do, or because I just thought it was what they did do was not as powerful as previous episodes. Like, I don't think the last episode was anywhere near as good as the first episode. So it, it didn't right. do what you expected it to do, but the, it did turn out the way you expected it to. No. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm unsure why. Whether I don't like, I didn't like it, but I'm unsure whether it was because it didn't do what I expected, yeah. or because what they ended up did do, doing was not as good as I thought it could have been. Okay, you got that right. So I, <laughs> I'm, I have my I have my headphones back on. Now, okay, so, cool. Um, and I caught the last part of that, and I think I think I can actually input something, even though I didn't hear the whole conversation. All right. The recent. Are you up to date on The Walking Dead? Yes. Okay, so here's a little bit of a spoiler alert to anybody listening that hasn't seen, say, the last four episodes of The Walking Dead. The the girl, uh, Lizzie, yeah, that uh, turns out was dissecting the the animals in the prison and and all of that. You know, I felt the whole time I didn't read the comics, so I didn't know the story of Billy and and uh, whatever his brother's name was. Um, but I was thinking the whole time it's too obvious that it's her, and I feel like the result of the show is it's going to be that it's somebody else because yeah. it's so obvious that it's her. Right. That she's like a wild herring. She's the wild goose chase, the, the whatever you call it. Yeah. And so whenever it turns out that it actually was her, I was a little let down, not because I care about that character at all, but because I, I felt like the show was going to do something a little more clever than that. 
Yeah. You know? And I don't know. Whenever I watch True Detective, I'll, I'll give a quick report. I want to give a really quick review. This is so quick. Everybody loves the show House of Cards. I like the original better. Kevin uh, Spacey is definitely a really good actor. But he does not do as good of a southern accent as Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln is way more convincing. Everybody on The Walking Dead who is not actually southern is way more convincing. Uh, Kevin Spacey sounds like an old Charleston woman. It's doing like Gone with the Wind. It's terrible. He's like, listen here, buddy. Oh, yeah, like uh, I, Charleston. I do declare. I do declare. Yeah. I have a monocle and uh, I also support slavery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it is terrible. It's terrible. And, and, and the funny thing is I'm watching the show and I'm watching it a lot. I'm actually watching it. I'm going through it pretty quickly. But I'm watching it going – why do I even like it? I don't even know why I like it. But yet, I still feel like I need to watch it, you know? Okay. <laughs> sure, Bo. So, that's, so, so maybe I'll give you a legit review whenever I watch more of it. But right now, I think it's so overrated. It's not even funny. But yet, I can't stop watching it. Fair enough. So circling around back to uh, True Detective, um, I'll use Bo's term. I think it's overrated. Um, and now that we've seen it all, I can, I can give it a rating. And uh, I'll go with three and a half looks. All right. Well, let's see. Four. Yeah, if I had going with four. I would agree with four. Four. Cool. I'm I'm interested to see how season two goes. It's gonna it's gonna be an anthology type deal, so it's gonna sort of continue on the universe, but with different characters and different actors. So that'll be interesting. We'll really? Yeah. Really. I thought this was just like a one shot thing. I didn't know no, they were no. doing a season two. No, it's gonna continue on season two. It's gonna be basically like American Horror Story. So. They're gonna. It's wow. set, set in the same region, but uh, you know, different time period, different characters, different actors, and it most likely, like Crystal said, will go back to that whole conspiracy thing. You'll see yeah. it from a different angle. So we'll see the power plan again. Yeah. So you get. So wow. You'll see the that power is plan. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. I think that's cool. That is neat. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how they go. Cool. So that's yeah. uh, that was our uh, channel zero. It says I told you this is an epic episode. We're covering so much stuff. It's, it's just it's unbelievable. You should thank us truly. All right. <laughs> so let's move on to contest of champions. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so for this episode of Contest of Champions, we have a, another uh, listener pick. Um, the feedback for Contest of Champions has been awesome, and uh, there's a couple of uh, specific uh, listeners, uh, fans of the show, who have given me such a huge amount of uh, suggested uh, pairings that I basically don't have to think of any now. <laughs> I can just go through the list. Nice. <laughs> It'll last us, to, last us to the end of the year for sure. So uh, I just want to say thank you very much to those guys, uh, namely uh, the names are Brian and Jason. So um, very, very cool. Uh, so this is uh, one of theirs. I can't remember if it's Brian's or Jason's, so I apologize. But uh, it's uh, the Roadrunner versus the greatest hunter in the universe, the Predator. Yes. Now the scenario is, as as we as uh, Alison as regular as well know, I, I do a scenario and then we sort of discuss who will win. Uh, so the scenario for this one is that the predator hears that there's a seemingly uncatchable prey and goes after it, but what he's unprepared for is the unreality of toon physics. Ah, yeah. So he's so he heads to the heads to the Arizona desert. I assume it's set in Arizona or Utah or something. I don't know, something like that. And. Uh, <laughs> Sees the, sees the Roadrunner and uh, goes for it. 
All right, Bo, hit it. Uh, so uh, I think that the key advantage that the Roadrunner has is exactly like you were saying, is the cartoon physics. So the Predator is in the Roadrunner's world. Yeah. I just love the idea of the predator running off a cliff, and as long as he doesn't look down, yeah, he's, he's not going to fall. But the predator <laughs> would look down; he wouldn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I just, um, <laughs> in researching this, I found this, uh, this one guy had a sort of a description idea of it, which I just thought was hilarious and uh, and spot on. So it's basically because it's because it's set in the Toon universe where and the Toon Toon physics are different and also in the the Looney Tunes universe the antagonist never wins it's like it's a, it's, a, yeah. it's a, an unwritten rule that the antagonist never wins and so um the predator is the one who attacks the roadrunner so let's, I'll throw an example at you he's he's uh he's shooting at the roadrunner using his uh his laser cannon thing He's not going to hit. Obviously, the roadrunner can't be can't be hit. Yeah, yeah. So he's not going to hit it. He it, keeps firing. The roadrunner runs past him, does a beep beep, and uh, and you know, on the on the screen on the screen the uh, you know how when it when the they it freezes the screen and t- and shows you like the Latin name for them. Yeah. The one the Latin name I found for the for the predator was bad asses alienesis. <laughs> which is just hilarious so we're going to go with that one so badasses cut uh, aliases um so he keeps firing so the, the roadrunner beep beeps and then speeds off the roadrunner turn you know turns and uh, the predator you know keeps turns and keeps firing blasts through some sort of rocky outcrop boulder that's you know hanging precariously up the top Psh, down it goes <laughs> you know something like that or he uh, I, I think the uh I think the predator would be shooting at him with his little shoulder laser. So yeah. you're saying the boulder would squash, uh, and, and squash yeah. him? squashes the predator. So I mean, uh, the, the 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 thing that the predator's got uh, to his advantage is that uh, in the two universe, he can't die either, but yeah. he also yeah. can't win either. So it's, it, even I mean, even when Wiley actually does manage to catch the Roadrunner that one time, it's still it turns to his it's turn to his disadvantage. You know what I mean? So it's it's a way he goes. But uh, I just, I just, I think this. If this was actually ever done, it uh, would be absolutely magnificent. I think the predator would be shooting at him with his little, with his little shoulder cannon, yeah. and whenever he actually has the three little dots on the, uh, the his cannon wouldn't work. Uh, <laughs> so like it, it would, it just, it would be like whenever you know the coyote has the dynamite and he lights it, and then it never goes off until he walks up to it. Yeah. So I feel like it would be, it would be pointing at the roadrunner, and then it wouldn't work, and then. He'd be like, "What's going on with this thing?" So he'd look down the barrel of it, and then bam! Well, he just <laughs> and then and then he'd have to pull his duck beak around from the back of his head yeah. to the front. <laughs> and of course, at some point, he's going to have some sort of part where he's like, he actually manages to catch the predator, uh, catch the roadrunner somehow. Like, like he uses his net or something. Like he's got the roadrunner in his hands, and then suddenly the ground disappears, and he's just standing on one sort of like little outcropping. And the road, you know, yeah. the road, it is like, you know, what the hell? The roadrunner then, you know, beep, beep, speeds off. And uh, and then as soon as uh, the predator realizes the physics, whoosh, down he falls, dust cloud, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, Seth MacFarlane, the creator of Family Guy. He, he did this cavalcade thing. Uh, it's a bunch of little skits that he did. They're really hilarious. And there's one skit that has, uh, it actually has Wiley Coyote. And it's supposed to be uh, Wiley Coyote after he caught uh, the Roadrunner. And he, he said, I've been chasing this bird for 20 years. I finally <laughs> caught him. And he was like, uh, 
he was eating he was eating him at the table and then he <laughs> finished his meal it took him like three weeks to finish eating while uh uh the roadrunner and then it soaks into him he's like oh no I've been chasing this bird for 20 years. What do I do now? That's all I've done for 20 years is chase this bird. So then he has like an identity crisis. It's pretty yeah. hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So yes. would this be a draw? I mean, who could win? Well, yeah. So the, the, roadrunner, the roadrunner never actually attacks. He just always just zooms past and does that. Yeah, he just runs past. Yeah. So. But I say the roadrunner the road wins uh, just by default because he he never actually gets caught, so he never loses, so I guess he wins by default. I yeah, I, 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 I'm with Matt here. I, I give it to the roadrunner because I, I think the Predator would eventually just give up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, he, he's, he wouldn't. He just go. He'd be like, "Well, this is this is this is the predator's more intelligent than Wiley." It's like, "Oh, this is not worth yeah. it." Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, this is this is uh, a, an awesome pick, and uh, once again, thanks to the to the person who suggested it for us. And I'm I'm calling it for the for the Roadrunner for sure. Me me. I'm with I'm with you. All right. Cool. Me me. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> also, well, that was uh, contest of champions. Uh, let's move on to Bo's favorite segment, Azerothian Times. Azerothian Times. <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, this week's been a big week for Warlords of Draenor. Actually, yeah. Uh, did you you did your uh, you did your pre order right? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. They uh, I, I logged in and uh, the uh, it updated me to that new beta bloody launcher thingy that you keep talking about and i'm like what the hell are you talking about yeah. i got a new beta launcher because i started up um hearthstone and uh and sure enough the the ad on the screen was was you know boost level up boost pre-order wallage drain i was like hells yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah. jumped across and uh, I, don't even, I don't even see why you need it though you have like a hundred characters yeah i didn't what, I, what do you need another level 94 i didn't really need one but a it was I, I also got the uh the mountain the pet though i mainly got it for the mountain the pet yeah, I it's bought all street cred, Bo. Yeah, I uh, right. I bought the one with the mount and the pet too. Yeah, I couldn't resist yeah. it. I mean, it's only an extra twenty dollars, and mounts are twenty dollars. So I mean, it, it's yeah. definitely worth the. It worked out. I mean, I got price. mainly. I mean, people, everybody, all our listeners will know of my uh, pet obsession. So I got it mainly for the pet, which is this, this cute little uh, dread raven. Looks pretty cool. And that was the mount. Yeah, I just vendored. Thing. I just vendored my pet. I was like, I could use a fifteen silver. I don't even really need that thing. That's that's racist, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's blasphemy. Even, um, so yeah, so I got uh, so I got my uh, pre-order of the of the of the expansion, and then I emailed Bo and said, "Hey, <laughs> it's, it's on." Yeah, you did. You did. I heard it first from you. I was at work, and I was yeah. like, like you know, at work, everybody's doing their jobs, and I'm like, I'm like, hold on, everybody, hold on. <laughs> The pre-release just came out of Warlords of Draenor. Everybody log into their Battle.net accounts right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and, uh, and I got so my, level, you... my, my level 90 boost. I actually didn't use it straight away. I, I, I saved it for um, for one particular, one particular... No, I saved it for one particular character. And I'll tell you why. It's because, as our regular listeners will know, I've been uh, bitching about the fact that I haven't got uh, the little Taragosa pet and uh, the trials and tribulations of trying to get that pet. And uh, one of our listeners actually suggested to me that I check out a podcast called um, Convert to Raid. And, uh, yeah, great, got, great podcast. Yeah, they are an excellent podcast. Check them out. And um, what these guys do is they've got uh, guilds set up 
uh, where you can where basically anybody can join as long as you uh, meet their criteria um, and that you're not a bastard. You can join their raid. And, uh, now, hold on, hold on. you got to be level 15 now. Don't yeah. be saying just anybody. Well, you got to be level you 15, know. which, come on, it's a couple of hours of work. After <laughs> after about a year of leveling, you can get to 15 <laughs> and then join. If you can't get to 15 in four <laughs> hours, you shouldn't play the game. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, and yeah, as long as and you have to be alliance. So, so I basically made a new character on Airy Peak and, you know, level to 15 and applied and bang, I was in. I was in that night. I checked, you know, very quickly checked the guild perk listing and sure enough they had little Taragosa so then I just spent the next couple of days you know furiously trying to grind out the experience and bang got it I've got little Taragosa unbelievably oh, cool I was so so I got excited. about 20 of them David you should have let me know <laughs> you know that's not true <laughs> uh, so so that's very very cool so, so I finally got little Taragosa so thank you very much uh, to Ren who was a listener who suggested that um, it's uh, it worked and uh, very very cool that's the character I used to boost. So I basically had this character who was, you know, level 50 and uh, on this server as part of this cool rating group. And I thought, you know what, bugger this. I'll just, I'll use this level 90 boost. Because like Bo says, I've got, you know, a heap of characters. And there's just one character just sitting there on this server doing nothing. So I boosted him up to 90 and then, you know, did all the timeless, oh, the boring timeless, oh, crap. You know, got him some raid gear and then did a couple of raids with uh, these guys. It was, it was really, really a lot of fun. And uh, it was good. It was a good idea. Did you have you used yours yet, Bo? Yeah, I boosted a hunter to uh, level ninety. It was level sixty hunter. I had uh, from whenever my wife first started playing the game. We made uh, characters together. We leveled to sixty, and then she decided she wanted to make another character. You know, to her the whole game is just is leveling. She gets to seventy or so, and then she says, eh, "Let's let's try something else." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, the game doesn't even start till you get to ninety. Like, you you gotta you gotta buckle down here. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had this hunter sitting around. It was the only thing I really had at sixty that I didn't already have a level, you know, eighty something of. So like, I could have done a paladin, but I have a level eighty paladin and a level eighty seven paladin. So. I mean, I figured that'd be a waste to go from 87 to 90. Yeah. Um, and explain, explain, to, explain to listeners why 60 is important. Well, 60 is important because from 60 to 90, you get the profession boosts. Yeah. Um, which I chose alchemy and engineering um, because I wanted to pick two of the harder professions to level, which, I mean, I don't know that those are the hardest, but I probably should have picked jewel crafting maybe. Um, but I use a lot of potions. Whatever I'm raiding, anyway, I don't do it like when I'm killing like crap in the world. But yep. like uh, you know, on the pull, two seconds before the pull, I potion, and then during bloodlust or something, I potion whenever it's advantageous during the fight. Alchemy was a good choice, man. Actually, for two reasons: one, yep, you get your uh, raiding potions, and yeah, Warlords of Draenor, they're going to nerf jewel crafting. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, good yeah. decision. Yeah, good decision. I, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I did engineering because uh, it. I don't know, that's just, I don't have a character with engineering, so I went ahead and did that. So far, all I've been doing is trying to get down my rotation as a hunter. I've never played a hunter um, past level 60, obviously. Oh, and um, four hunters. Yeah, I know, you're all you're like the hunter pro over there. <laughs> I'm all up the hunters. Um, and uh, I dig it, I like it. It's kind of like, you know, my main is a mage, and I love the mage, but um, hunter's kind of like... All right, so it's kind of weird. I have a mage and I have a warrior, and that's, that's my two, like, mains, that's what I've since um you know since burning crusade that's what i've played with has been a warrior and a mage and the hunter's kind of like a warrior mage he's like a you know he's he wears mail 
Um, but yet he's kind of a caster, you know, mm. and he sends, he sends his pet in as, as sort, sort of to do melee damage and then, you know, stands off and casts. So, I mean, it's kind of an in-between kind of class and I, and I kind of think that's neat. Um, I'll probably play it more than I play my warrior, but not more than I play my mage. I think my mage is still my, still my one true love. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's creepy, man. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'm digging it. I can't wait for Warlords to come out. I think it's going to be great. 90, 90 boosts. If you haven't done it, you should do it now. But really take into consideration what you're going to boost because while you can pay $60 and boost you know anything to 90 um, it is a, it is a tough decision. And that's why I like that $60 price range is because I don't want it to be a simple decision. Um, yeah. And just a word of advice to anybody listening, just... You know, consider what you're going to boost. <laughs> the boost, the boosting the ninety thing was just—it just went ballistic the day that it was announced. It just, you know, there was just nineties popping up all over the place. And, yeah, uh, I was in an LFR last yeah, night, and a lot of wings about DPS, the LFR. <laughs> yeah, our max DPS was like eighty k, <laughs> and I was like, I think we literally have twenty five boosted level 90s and nobody knows how to use it. <laughs> it's a bit of a disaster. The LFR people are very, very upset, but. Uh, you know, we predicted it, man. We called it. We called it in the last episode. We knew that was what was going to happen. It's a temporary phase. The whole the boosting, the actual boosting process was pretty was pretty cool. I like the way they do it. They're like uh, you press your you press your boosting thing and ask you if you want to do a, a, an existing person or do you want to do a a, um, a brand new level one and and uh, when it actually boosts you, whatever you were wearing at the time gets stripped off you and remailed back to you. When I when I when I boosted my hunter guy. He had all this stuff, and, uh, and uh, he had gold and stuff. And so when it, I, I went back into the game, and he's, you know, he's golded increased. He had 150 gold as part of the process. But uh, all the stuff in his bags had disappeared. And I had, like, 50 stacks of rune cloth that I was going to auction off and all that stuff. And it was all gone. And I was like, oh, my God. I was ready to open up a ticket ticket, uh, and uh, talk to a GM. And then I noticed that I had mail, so I went and checked my mail. And there it was. And it was like, oh, we get all this stuff mailed back to you. Like, this is awesome. It's a really, really cool um, it's a cool idea, I think, the way they did it. And they give you a, a set of gear, uh, 483 level uh, gear, uh, which they've sneakily made not sellable. So as soon as... But now, I mean, as soon as yeah. you're 90, obviously you're going to go hit TI and uh, get all the you know that stuff anyway because that's all 493. It's weird that it's green, though, isn't it? It's green, yeah. It's green 483 but stuff that you can't sell. But it's, it's higher level than... Um than the first wing of LFR purples. Yeah, pretty weird, huh? Yeah, so per, uh, first wing of LFR is 479, and they're purples. Because I was getting, I was like rolling on, on purples, and then I was like, I can't use any of this stuff, you know? <laughs> you, you ninja. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't roll in the group, but I used my little charms, the good fortune or whatever. <laughs> no, I went straight, to, went straight to TI and just got all the gear anyway. I was... Uh, so the only other thing for Azeroth in times that I want to mention, I don't know about you, is there's a new mount called the Hearthsteed. Uh, and to get this Hearthsteed, which looks awesome, it's basically it's a reskinned horse, uh, but it's got this really cool sort of, uh, you know those, those drakes that are sort of like they look kind of metallic and they've got glowy bits, like the, the, iron, yeah. the iron dwarves from uh, uh, Wrath. Uh, so they look like that. It's like a reskinned horse where it like, looks sort of metallic and it's got... Uh, I don't... Glowing I don't think Blizzard tattoos. does reskins. Yeah, you I, don't, don't think, I don't think I don't think that's a thing. 
It is, a, it is a thing. This guy. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. I mean, they, they have like a million reskins. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Every single Drake is the same model reskinned. Anyway, but the horse does look awesome. And uh, so to get this to get this Hearthstone mount, what you need to do is play Hearthstone. So a bit of cross-promotion going on there, which is genius. Blizzard, Blizzard they know what they're doing. And uh, you need to actually play three PvP games. Um, you don't necessarily have to win, I don't think. I might have to check that, but... You do need to play three PvP games, um, and you can't just play against your friends. You have to be it has to be random. So three random PvP games, and uh, you got yourself a mount. I mean, how awesome is that? That's ridiculous. I actually tucked on yeah. um, a Hearthstone, and uh, I thought you had to do all sorts of crazy stuff. But it, I mean, I, just after three games, it, it, I got a message popped up saying, "Hey, you got yourself a horse. Go log into WoW." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> I gotta go see a guy about a horse. <laughs> um, as, a, as an avid ECN listener, I know that uh, young Matt doesn't actually play WoW. Why is that, Matt? Bo's been trying to get me to play WoW for years, but... <laughs> you WoW punk. I, I guess... Eh, I don't know, man. I just usually have so much, you know, other stuff going on. I, I don't really play video games much at all anymore, or any type of games. That's, see, that's why I play WoW. <laughs> Because I don't play I don't play video games anymore, so I'm like, well, when I do play, I want to play something that builds upon itself. Like, yeah. I spend an hour in the game, and that hour means something for a year to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like starting a new Call of Duty campaign. You Us- know. Usually, yeah. if I'm on on the computer, I'm doing something for the podcast or uh, something for our music or something like that. Cool. So that's uh, Azerothian time. Okay, let's move on to coming soon. In Australian cinemas, March 27th, we get Mr. Peabody and Sherman, uh, Noah, and Nymphomaniac. Is that one movie? Yeah, it's one well, Actually, Nymphomaniac is part ones and two, but it is one movie, yeah. Noah and the Nymphomaniac. No! <laughs> yeah, he's being silly. Uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman is an animated uh, family show which has been advertised to death Australian TV, and uh, I have zero interest. Uh, Noah is, of course, um, Russell Crowe's next epic, and uh, looks pretty ordinary. But you know, I'll probably end up seeing it. And Nymphomaniac is uh, Lars von Trier's uh, latest epic, and uh, considering it stars Shia LaBeouf, I think I'll pass. Enough LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bo, America. Uh, what do we got in America, Matt? Uh, Friday, March twenty eighth. They got a haunted house two. Haunted House, too. Yeah, it looks terrible. It's got Marlon Wayans, <laughs> Jamie Presley, and I don't know. Is that the good ones? How, or is, did, how did that get a sequel? <laughs> I don't have any clue, man. <laughs> There's a, awful. Is there a movie called Haunted House? Yeah, Haunted uh, House. It's, it's, yeah, it's Mar- Marlon Wayans and his wife. That's his such wife. a generic name. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's meant to be one of those... Ghost you know, Story. Yeah, <laughs> it's meant to be one of those spoof-type films where they move into this haunted house and his wife gets possessed. And it's I wish they would just stop cool. making those type of movies. They're oh, all yeah. terrible. They suck. They're all terrible. They, and then next we have Noah. I think it like like Dave was saying, it looks epic. It's uh, but it's it's probably really generic. Yeah. And then there's Sabotage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It should be with the Beastie Boys. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we have the Raid Two. Cool. Never, what is the Raid Two? Is that got to do with Wow? No. Uh, it's in... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was no, the raid. There. I knew that WoW movie was coming out soon. No, no. Have you, have you not seen The Raid? you got to see it, man. It's awesome. 
It's a it's a tie it's a tie film about um, a group of cops who go into a building to arrest a drug dealer, and then it's just Mm -hmm. it's just full on mad action from start to finish. It's just insane. That sounds awesome. And so they're doing number two. I'm I'm handing out to see this film. It's going to be awesome. Sweet. Yeah. And then uh, next we have Breathe In with Guy Pierce, Amy Ryan, uh, Felicity Jones. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. And then last we have Cesar Chavez, and I don't really know what that's about either, but... (laughs) But it's coming out. Yeah, it's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know anything about breathing, but it's got Australia's own Guy Pierce, so I'm cool to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Australia's own. Hey, we, yeah. well, let's start doing that with like all other actors. So like America's, America's own. own. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of my country. What's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> no way. You should have said New Zealand's own Russell Crowe because we don't want him. <laughs> so so let's finish up. Uh, if you want to hear more of Bo and Matt, you can do so on ECN Radio at ECNRadio.com. Exactly. If you want to hear more of Bo and me, you can do so at Film Flams. Filmflams.com, <laughs> where we flam films. We flam films. <laughs> we flam <Trust> films. <laughs> we, can't say the, we can't say the full quote on this family-friendly episode. Cool. Yeah. So this has been an absolute blast, guys. Thank you very much, Matty, for joining us. I loved it, man. Thanks for letting me be on. No, mate. You're always, always welcome. The mic is always open. And also, thanks to my lev. Who's that? Bo. I, think, I think he's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> cool, so that's it from me and Bo. Well, I do declare. <laughs> and Crystal. Meep, meep. And special guest, Maddie. Yeah, the McNasty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let that soak in your noodle. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I wanted. <laughs> Bye. www.nerdculturepodcast.com and email Feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. Facebook? Facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Twitter? At nerdculturecast. Now you can also Skype us uh, on nerdculturepodcast, and you can rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget, we also have our Amazon affiliate widget on our website that uh, you can go, use to go through and purchase things through Amazon uh, with your own with your own account. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a, a, a slice of the profits and um, a very small slice, but a slice nonetheless. It makes uh, us happy, and uh, which you know helps us uh, produce the show and uh, various other stuff. But also, it's just it's awesome. So if uh, if you could use that, that would be awesome. And thank you for listening. <laughs>